expanding the Nerdosphere, talking about everything you want to hear. From comics to cosplay, from the cinematic universe to fan films and everything in between. It's time to get down and nerdy. Here are your hosts, James Witham and Nick Pataglia. Welcome to episode 26 of Down Nerdy, where we're the only show that would go streaking on Hoth. Woohoo! Woo! Bring a green hat! <laughs> I'm Nick Pataglia, alongside Cody Green, social media manager. James, of course, is still home, taking care He's of his He's on maternity morning. leave. He's on maternity <laughs> leave. Yes. Yeah, that was just getting sad. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome pictures of James. You got your baby looks awesome. Yeah, he looks a lot Adorable. like him, dude. Yes. Like from the hair to the child. head. That child has James's hairline, and I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't have my flowing locks. No, the, the flowing locks of Cody Green. You do have luscious locks. I know. Not I, do. I do. <laughs> no, so. Here we are, episode 26. Um, James is going to be back next week. We're going to have a super show next week. It's going to be yeah. the three of us next week for episode 27. Um, but, no, let's get this thing kicked off, man. So, first of all, congrats. You got a new position. Well, kind of. Uh, it, nothing is guaranteed yet. We don't want to put it out there yet because I am going today to, to have more fun and audition again. But uh, uh, hopefully I'll be a scare actor for you locals who know about Hunt Club Farm. Uh, hopefully I'll be jumping on the haunted hayride there and literally jumping on it and scaring the shit out of you. Um, that's my goal. So yeah, there's that. Um, so you said how? No, but you said how that how it went? Like you went there and you went in, like Scottish garb. Yeah, I kind of got a heads up about um, a theme that they were using. So I, I went as a, a Celtic slash Druid warrior. Um, I didn't go like death style, like you know, a little more Braveheart. Yeah, um, just because I wanted if they wanted to use that costume, I wanted it to be able to. Change it however they wanted to use it. So, um, and you know, I had I have a buddy Rob who let me use an actual broadsword and uh, a shillelagh. Right. <laughs> and, um, uh, so yeah, they they you know they liked what I did. And but uh, but the best part was when you we 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 talked on the phone last week about it, and you said that you got there. One of the guys was like laughing, and you literally leapt. In and, front of him. In front of him, and he was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, Expecting fat guy to jump. Fat um, boy got hops. Yes. Yes, I my whole uh, you know six inch vertical. Yes, um, <laughs> no, I, it was it was cool. Yeah, I jumped over a railing at him, and you know was, I I had given you know in his defense of him laughing at me, I had given the super cheesy like freedom line. Yeah, you know Braveheart style, and he was like, you know, I kind of did it on purpose. I was hoping somebody would laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's pretty awesome, dude. Like it's something I would like to, like to do. I mean, I wish you could because I know you're working nights yeah. and it sucks because I would love to repeatedly every day, like every 20 minutes, cut your arm off. With a broadsword, yes. Yes, that would be awesome. I would so love that because I was like, that's one of the things I thought about on my way to audition. I was like, man, I wish Nick could do this too. This would be so great. Well, that's that, but then I could be like, or I could be Ash from Evil Dead and just chase people around with an arm chainsaw. That would be great. That would be fantastic. So what'd you do this week? I my life right now is so uneventful. Like it's it's borderline sad, really. I just sat home and just watched Marathon Doctor Who and and BoJack Horseman. Yeah, it's money's tight right now. So speaking of which, yes, what I did this weekend. Oh yes, yes. This is your review of Doctor Who series eight, the first. Full episode with Peter Capaldi. It is Capaldi. Um, if you watch the pre-show, 
uh, Will or not Will Wheaton. Um, Chris Hardwick said it is Capaldi. We spoke to him when he was in New York. It's Capaldi. So it's Capaldi because you got to trust Chris Hardwick because he's a nerd. Um, <laughs> he, and he's on everything. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, he was on the after show. They had an after, Doctor Who he's, after show and he was on it. I, I think I've come to the point where I, I believe that Chris Hardwick is the nerd's Ryan Seacrest. There's nothing that yes. he's not attached yeah, to. Yeah, he's probably going to do an after show for, for like at midnight now. It's going to be insane. <laughs> 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 after at midnight. Yeah. Um, but, no, uh, it was it was a really awesome a really awesome episode right after the regeneration he really doesn't know what's going on there's a Tyrannosaurus involved which is even better in the middle of the Thames in London yes a Tyrannosaurus awesome um, but what's cool is he was surrounded by people that know him and love him um, which they were kind of confused by it too but at the same time he you know when he regenerates he really like, it takes a little second. Confu- are they confused by why he regenerated to who he did? Well, or, they, or because he's past his regeneration they, point? They didn't know he had regenerated. Oh. Only Clara knew. She was the only one who knew. Oh, him okay. Um, and she still didn't understand the whole regeneration thing because she wasn't there for the last one. Okay. So, um, uh, so you know, it was the, the whole confusion of the regeneration because it happens. He he kind of just, he's got to get used to it. Right. It's, it's kind of like rebooting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, so he... <laughs> Capaldi is hilarious. Really? He has some really good lines, and I'll go ahead and give this little bit of a spoiler line. So I don't want to give out too many spoilers. But the thing about his eyebrows, because he kept looking in the mirror and trying to figure out, he wanted to know. We want, he wanted to know why these, or where these faces come from. So he's looking in the mirror, and he's yelling at a homeless guy <laughs> about this in his Scottish accent, because he's Scottish, and I can complain about things now. But... <laughs> <laughs> but he, he the line that was so great was look at these eyebrows these are angry eyebrows these are attack eyebrows <laughs> they're attack eyebrows you can take off bottle tops with these <laughs> that was so great um, so uh, yeah it was it was it was beautiful uh, he did a really good job and um, uh, it was uh, you know Clara had some coming to terms because she kind of fallen for Matt Smith. Yeah. So, you know, this isn't a young, dashing doctor anymore. Yeah. It's kind uh, of, this is like, really, this is like the one that apparently first, this is a new series, Old Doctors, or Older the, Doctors. This is the, yeah, this is the first time they brought in an older doctor in a long time. Because, um, I mean, yeah, it goes back. I mean, he's the oldest doctor in a long time. But the thing about Capaldi is he's very energetic and very mobile. Um, he, he's, you know, he knows how to use physical comedy. He knows how to use, uh, knows how to get his point across using physicality. Yeah. Um, and this episode really, really too showed his resolve and showed how, what, what lengths he's willing to go to and, um, to get done what he knows needs to get done. Right. Um, Clara, you know, confused by the whole situation, not really sure if he's a different person, if it's going to be complete, and you know, we all know it's different personalities with which each one, but it's still in the end the same guy. You're right. Um, and he only pulled the Sonic like twice. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, but the episode did like take you back to a different, or, to, or brought back a, a, a different foe from before. Um, and uh, it, so a lot of the times in the episode, he's like, this is bringing back memories. This, I, I recall some yeah. of this, what happened before. So, you know, that that was good too. And um, but like I said, it, it was full of, uh, there was some, there was a couple clenching moments there. You were just yeah. like, oh my God. 
and a couple moments of you just laughing your butt off. And uh, it, it, the episode had everything. Capaldi is going to be awesome. And episode two has Daleks. Yes. So there will be Daleks right in the beginning. Of Starman. Oh, and to make episode or series or yeah, episode one of series eight even better, Strax was involved. So nice. <laughs> it's you awesome. puny humans. Yes. But, uh, yeah. So it was so great. Uh, those of you who watched it, you probably agree. I hope you agree. And those of you who haven't watched it, watch it. Catch up and watch it. Yeah. Um, if you're not caught up yet. Yeah, but like one of the shows I caught up by was was BoJack Horseman. It's a Netflix animated series, but it's very adult. <laughs> like I told you before, you you can watch it. You'll laugh your ass off. Don't let your kids be in the room when you watch it, please. Okay. Because um, it's, it's like it's just it's 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 a play on Hollywood. They just change it's just a play. It's a they change the names a little bit. Um, like you have like X is Hollywood, but it's like X is Hollywood and stuff like that. And they have Ryan Seacrest, but he's like some like Ryan Seaport. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it's but it's hilarious. Like so, like there's actually a Doctor Who um, joke in there. There's uh, there's. Uh, one of the final episodes, um, Bojack, he's like, the whole thing is about this horse um, actor named Bojack Horseman who was this famous, kind of like the Bob Saget in the 90s. He, he was on the, the popular kind of full house TV show. He was the dad-ish figure, and he's just this complete nobody now. So he has this, he's like, I'm releasing a memoir, and Pat Oswalt's in it. Like, there's just the cast list is amazing. A bunch of good comics are in it. Paul F. Tompkins plays Mr. Peanut Butter, who is uh, this is dog, who's kind of like the opposite guy. He's kind of like they have a dog named Mr. Peanut Butter. Yeah, he was. He's wow. not. He, well, he's not. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. If you get the name, yeah, Mr. <laughs> Peanut Butter. But he's he's like kind of like his friend slash kind of foe. Like he's another actor, but these are all humanized, not like animals. They're just they're humanized um, version of animals. It's very different. <laughs> but, but no, the Doctor Who joke, like, Bojack is like, he's writing this memoir, and he goes, and he has a ghostwriter. He fires his ghostwriter, he's like, I can write a better book than you. And he goes, well, how can I do this? Let's take a bunch of drugs. So he's taking all these hallucinogens, it's a big acid trip. So, like, he, the, the, the doctor's name that gives him the drugs is called Doctor Who, but it's H-U. And he goes... Are you really Doctor? Like he's basically he's like, are you really Doctor Who? And he's like, I thought you'd be who? Like, like you know, Doctor. Hello, who is it? And he's and he's like, no, I'm Doctor Who. He's like, no, Doctor Who. He's like, he's like, no. He's like, no, like the regenerative Doctor Who. He's like, no. He's like, yeah, I am Doctor Who. And he's like, does nobody get the BBC <laughs> TV show Doctor Who? He's like, you know, it's, it's a plan. Like, who's on first, pretty yeah. much, which is great. <laughs> but it's it's a really funny show. Like some of the, some of the jokes in there, I'm like, yeah. This could never even work on FX. Like this had to be just pure Netflix. Like it's and it's ties other Netflix shows like uh, one of the extra one minute clips towards like after the twelfth episode is Bojack trying out for Orange is the New Black. <laughs> oh God! It's it's hilarious. He's like yeah, but it's, but he's not even but he's he's not he's not he, but he's auditioning for Larry. So he's like, you know, I can look at myself as like a crazy eyes or somebody who, you know, a prison guard or, you know, somebody who's this type of, of prisoner or whatever. It's like, yeah, you're um, auditioning for Larry. He's like, oh, fuck it. He just throws a script. <laughs> but no, go watch it. There's, 12, ep- there's 12 episodes. Penn Oswald plays, like, you know, like, you know, you know Penguin Publishers. 
He plays Pengi the Penguin from Penguin Publishers. He's it's hilarious. Oh and, my god! And he's like, he's like Bojack. He's like nobody reads books anymore. He's like we put in everything to this failed tween uh, book series and it hasn't worked. He's like I can't see my kids anymore. And it's just like he's like I'm living in a phone booth and stuff like that. And it's, it's like pretty much the publishing company's just gone downhill. Wow. It, and it's it's so it's like they're riding on Bojack's book to make him great again. Like he has like he even has a cup. Like it's the little things too in the, in the artistry, which is great. Like if you look at Penguin's cup, it says world, uh, world's third best dad. <laughs> <laughs> and so the entire oh, wow. so the entire time he's just like this nervous wreck because he wants this one book to launch him into you know make it right again. Wow. And like 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 uh, Quentin Tarantino is like Quentin Tarantula or something like that. It's it's really really great. So like I said, they have they have the influx of like f- real famous people, but just different. Like Andrew Garfield's in it. Like he's like the only like one real actor, pretty much. Is like Andrew Garfield. Like, but wow. He, yeah, it's it's like and also one cool thing is Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad is plays the roommate to Bojack. I was pissed off about that, by the way. Yeah, it was a hoax. It was a hoax. I was the, the what we're talking about is there was a, a story that came out it was a, it was a hoax story about another Breaking Bad season like Walt's not dead and I, I was like but I was kind of like you know not I was kind of like you know I'm, <laughs> <laughs> you just kept going you're like I'm gonna act like you didn't say anything I, yeah <laughs> so, calm down holy shit but no I was just like you know I'm glad that this and I thought it ended perfectly I thought it ended the right way I, I'm one of those people who are like. As somebody who watched Weeds and saw, like, okay, it turned into a pretty good show and then just got really stupid and repetitive. Breaking Bad, I'm not saying that it would have gone that route, but with a lot of shows, eight seasons, you know, or, or seven seasons is pretty good. You know, five se- five to seven, I think, is, is adequate for a drama, I think. You're just looking at me, like, with a blank stare as if I shot your dog. I'm not a terrible person. I'm a good person. Why would you want Walt to die? I... Fine. Why would I want Walt to die? Because I don't know. You're an asshole. I thought the way that I thought the way this is. And I'm sorry. The show has been over for like almost a year now. I don't know. This no, is no, it, it well. But the way that he did with the, with the, the Sylvia was fucking brilliant. What he did with the ricin was oh, yeah. brilliant. Oh yeah, that was absolutely brilliant. I thought that everybody got what happened, and it's kind of one of those open endings. Where like, okay, Walt's gone. You know what happens to Jesse? Just. Hey, let's open up out there. It's, it's very open. But that's going to do it for our first segment. Coming up next is what we're reading. Stay tuned. More Down Nerdy coming up. All right, nerds. It's now time for what we're reading. Yes, we're going to dive into the comic pages, both colored and not colored, worded and unworded, bestly written and shittily written. I like pictures. I like words. They I make it that it's, like, it's like they see in Time Boy. It's called reading. I just move left to right, up to down. Form words together to make a sentence. All right, well. All right, well. Do I kick us off? Or? Sure, why not? I'm reading something old again. Um, Bible. Oh, no, I've read that a bunch of times. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> I just revealed something. Um, no, actually, I went back and I decided to just jump on the Hunger Games. Um, and I don't know why. It was on the shelf, and I was like, you know what? I haven't read it. Why not? Now, did you read all three of them? Or no, no, no. I'm in the first one. Okay. And brutal. Holy crap, man! Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, they they got the wrong people or wrong director for that movie. Um. Because yeah, it shouldn't have been a, a kids movie or a teenager. It, it it was brutal. It's pretty yeah. 
<laughs> they beat the shit out of people. And it's dark. Stuff. Um... But I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it's it's well written. I mean, because it was kind of a it was kind of a teen book, is how it was kind of yeah. put out there. Young adult. So yeah, young adult. So I when it you know before I saw the movies, I never really had the inkling to read it because Twilight had come out, and I'm like fuck this. But um, no, it was uh, really well done. This they they went into more into like what the Mockingjay actually is. What a, yeah, what you know, symbolizes like a hybrid. No, no, what the bird itself is. It was a it was genetically. It was a. Um, they they created this bird that could fly into towns and mimic people, mm-hmm. um, or you know they would basically it was a dick the bird. It nice. would fly into the districts, pick up conversations, and fly back to the capital and tell them what was said. Yeah. Um, so there was that. Um, but the mocking jay came from that. They those birds they uh, they decided to get rid of them, so they just let them go. Mm-hmm. And they ended up mating with a a, a real bird, a, a regular bird that was, you know, a natural bird, I should say. And those became mocking jays. They lost the ability to speak like humans, but they still could mimic things that you would do. Right. So, but it was interesting. Um, it's a lot of fun to read so far. I'm uh, I'm pretty far through it, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, like I said, more brutal than the movies. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm enjoying Hunger Games. It's pretty cool. Nice. So, what are you delving into, my friend? Well, I'm going the independent route. I there was a comic book series I saw last week that was coming out, and I'm like, ooh, I gotta get my hands on it. And it's from Dynamite, and it's called Justice Inc. And it's a four part monthly series, um, and it's written by Michael Ullan and the arts by Giovanni Timpano. Now, this is why I got it because it had the team up that was pretty much 75 years in the making. The Shadow, Doc Savage, and The Avenger. You shit me? No. Okay, I'm reading this. Um, I went to see our buddy Bob over at Fantasy Escape Comics and Cards, and I said, do you have this? I got the last issue. This thing is a fucking hit. Um, it, it's selling out a bunch of places. Wow. Uh, and the plot, is, like I said, it has involved the three of them teaming up pretty much. And it starts in present day, it's 2014, and Doc Savage has pretty much created a super collider. And it was funded by the Avenger back in 1939. It was pretty much, he's like, how did you get this much money for this when we don't have a government contract? And he goes, oh, um, Richard Henry Benson, the Avenger? Like, how? And he's like, oh, from an a investment back in 1939 to gain capital interest. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. And so... Pretty much they fire it off, and he creates a wormhole in in the space-time continuum, pretty much, by smashing sub-subatomic particles, pretty much creating what he calls the Wells particle, named after H.G. Wells. I do that all the time. Yeah. Um, so, pretty much while he's doing this, there's a plane, it kind of goes back between 1939 and present time. So it goes back to 1939, uh, Towards the mid middle of the depression, you know, towards the tail end, um, and Richard Henry Benson, the Avenger, is pretty much being forced out of his company um, by the board, and he's like, and he's pretty much saying, "I'm going out without fire." I'm pretty much firing the board and just everything else. So it's kind of he's kind of at war. Mm-hmm. So he said, "Okay, we're gonna go out." He's going on a trip with his family to go visit the Dalai Lama, and they're on a plane. The fucking wormhole opens up, and a big light beam shoots through it. 
plane goes in the into the thing. The beam. The, the the plane goes into the beam. Yes, and it goes in and out a couple of times. So people are like, oh shit, it's it, where's it gonna go? Because it's been in and out. So it goes into 1939. It goes through the wormhole into 1939, and the scientists back in 2014 are like, oh god, we've killed people. Like we sent them into the 30s, and they're gone. And he's like, it's like, you know, collateral damage. And yeah. Doc Savage's like, nobody is collateral damage. So he hops in his plane and goes into the wormhole and goes into 1939 to rescue him. And plane lands. So like, so he's on the plane. Plane lands. Um, and he goes, okay, where, like, okay, here's the thing. He's like, where are you do come from? And it's funny, there was, a, there was a Twilight Zone joke, because this guy's flipping out and goes, there's something on the wing of the plane! And it's nice. Doc Savage. And he goes, I'm here to get you back in the 2000s. Now, mind you, the plane they're on is from 2014. People in 1939 freak out. They say, what the hell is this? Let's get the FBI involved and the police. They're on their way. So, quickly, Doc Savage goes, get Howard Hughes here. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll validate that this is not alien tech. So, the great thing about this book is that it, it, is when I was reading it, it, I felt like I was back in the older age, like golden age of comics, because it's like when I was reading it, it's like, okay, they have Howard Hughes in this book. H.G. Wells is in this comic book. Albert Einstein, in physical form, mind you, is in this comic book. Like, it's really great. And mm-hmm. and now you wonder, like, okay, where, where's the shadow in all this? Well, he pretty much has this thing, not, you know, he's pretty much, to not use a pun, but sorry, in the shadows, because he's pretty much the master of the string of the puppets, in a sense. So he's talking so to this, this guy who's like one of the lead investigators. He's like, I want to go investigate. He tells him, like, no, you're supposed to be in Africa investigating something else or working on something else. Get back there. And wow. he's like, don't cross me. Don't judge my judge. So he's, he's one of those guys where he's like, very, I mean, he's a shadow, but it was kind of like reading Watchmen and Warshak. You do what I tell you to do. And reading about Warshak. He came up with like a Warshak kind of thing, gotcha. which was awesome. And so I'm like, oh my god, this shadow kicks so much ass, like, um, and so it's it, it's more of just a sense of like, okay, they're saved now. The whole thing is just getting them back into that before into the future. How are they going to do it? They don't have any fuel, and plus it's 2014. How can they? There's no fuel that can accommodate the type of engine. So Doc Savage, like, I'll create my own type of thing by using particles because the plane he flew on. Was, mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I can, it ran, it was a 1939 plane. So he's like, we can use that, mix fuel with this, I'll make it my own. So it ends pretty much with a, li- a little bit of a reveal of who might be the main antagonist being. It's going to be the voodoo master. Because he's like, I'm going to use this in for, you know, for Hitler and stuff like that and just, help, you know, warp people's minds and whatever. Um, and. Like I said, not much has been based... It was mostly centered around Doc Savage more than The Avenger and Shadow, but against a four-part series. But the thing was, it was so nicely, tightly written and developed that it was great. Like, it, it was easy to follow to, follow through, and never felt bored while reading it. And it was kind of reminding me, like, when I was a little kid, I used to read the fan comic strips. Uh-huh. Kind of like that. It had that kind of phantom feel to it. Okay. Um, and, like I said, it's 75 years in the making, and they finally t- made this team up, and... I will lend you the comic, actually, if you want. Yes. Um, and it's, it's really, really great. Uh, so, but it's a definite pull for me. It's something that you definitely want. It's a four-part series from and Dynamite. It's a fantastic, it's doing a fantastic job. The only thing I want to see is how they develop the Shadow, how they develop the Avenger, 
you know, stuff like that, and see where they go from there. Because like so far, it's primarily set on Doc Savage, nice. but that is a a pull for me. And that's gonna do it for what we're reading. Yeah. Coming up next, it's gonna be nerd news here on Down Nerdy. Stay tuned. Well, it's that time, boys and girls, nerd nerds alike, where we go around the intersphere and the interwebs and see what the hell is going on in that world that we call news. It's time for nerd news. And Woo, should, nerd news. Thanks for leaving me there, hanging there, you son of a bitch. Okay. I only have one. <laughs> I only have one hand to hold on, so I can't. My grip can only last for so long. I need somebody there to grab my other hand, my arm, and just pull me back up. And you just fucking left me there to fall and die like Mufasa. Yeah. You're scarred. <laughs> but anyways... I'm a good person, though. No. Yes. No. But our first story, actually, Cody... Now, Action Comics number one is the debut of Superman. Mm-hmm. Literally has been known to be, quote-unquote, the holy grail of comics. Yes, it's the it's the uh, Honus Wagner of comics. Yes. Honus it's, Wagner card yes. of comics. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> so... How much would you say you'd pay you'd pay for that? Like if you went up at an auction, what's the most you would pay for it? The most I would pay for it? Yeah. Uh five bucks, because that's what I got. <laughs> <laughs> well, take that five bucks and add millions more because it's sold on eBay for three point two million dollars. See that? You see? Comic books were gonna be worth something. You well, see? Well, the old stuff, not the more newer stuff. I'm older than you. My shit was old. I got old school tail I had well I had. Yeah. Before my father threw everything of mine away. Yeah. I had old school Tales from the Crypt comics. Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) I had first editions of some really good shit. Wow. I had the complete set of the Kree Scroll Wars. (laughs) Holy shit. Yes. And now you just want to cry. Yes. (laughs) Oh, no. So don't, yeah, no. See? You know how much that those I, I don't even want to know how much those Crystal Wars are worth. But anyways, Action Comics number one, it's over three, a little over three point two million dollars on eBay a couple days ago, and now there are estimated to be fifty to hundred copies of the comic in existence, but only two have been certified with a grade of nine point or out of ten by the cert, certified guarantee company, the CGC. You got comics that you bought last week that aren't certified 9.0. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this this thing has white pages still. White pages. Nobody is still alive from 1938. It's it's not impo- it's not possible anymore. <laughs> and the thing was why it was people wonder like how is it so, you know, preserved so great? It's because it was stored in like a cedar chest in high altitude in the mountains of in the house in West Virginia. So that's how it was pristine. Like it's like they said it was bought for ten cents back in nineteen thirty eight, and it just never left the chest since, pretty much. Oh my god! So, so then whoever bought the comic put it in the chest in West Virginia, and then his great great grandson, great great nephew, great great uncle. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, actually, no. Actually, no, let me re- let me rework that. Actually, in the article I read, it said that it was originally bought for ten cents, and then the guy sold it for like seven figures, and then it. But like you look a few years later. And then it's just decades later. It's just been there, sitting there. So yeah, it's just sat in the chest for decades. Can you imagine having something like like that sit in your chest for decades? And not be like, you know, I want to read it again, but you can't because it's like I don't want to like damage it in any way or whatever. That's like comic book guy esque. You know stuff, how hard man. that is, especially for a kid. Yeah. To not want to open. That. I mean, I knew it was hard for me. I know it's hard for my kids too because I got some stuff. Where they've gotten pres- gifts, you know, some collector's items, and I'm like, don't you open it. Don't you, don't, don't. 
Yeah. Go buy you another one to play with. Don't open that. I one. mean, there are figures like I had back as a kid that were like, I'm like, I'm looking at back at now. Like, I wish I never took them out of the box. But who thought in 1938 that it would be worth something? At least 3.2 million dollars worth. I mean, but who thought about that? Who thought that a comic book would be a collector's item? Exactly. How, how many collectors' items were there back then? People collected stamps and rocks. Yeah, because that's all there were. And coins. <laughs> and coins. Did they have coins back then? Yes. Okay. They're coins then. I'm joking. Yeah. I know better. But, um, no, wow, that, it, it is amazing. And, uh, you know, but knowing the history of Superman, though, like Superman, like back in 33, when it was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, you know, and Joe Schuster actually based the look of Superman on himself because he was a bodybuilder back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were shopping it around, and back then the only popular comics were like the comic strips. Uh-huh. And the only ways they could do is they would do annu- the annuals or the, the trades of all the comic strips in mm-hmm. there. And so it was like, this, so they were shopping, and like, we can't do this, we're not going to take it. It was denied a bunch of times until I said, you know what? Hey, here's you know, a comic book. Let's start just a book on itself. And wow, it just launched them into just this great, great thing. But, over, yeah. but overall, I mean, it's just... And they sold. And they sold. And the thing was, they sold the rights to DC back then. Schuster and Siegel mm-hmm. for one hundred and thirty dollars. They only got. They got ten dollars for every page they did. Every page they did, they got ten dollars for it. Wow. That's... But but back then, ten dollars was kind of a lot of money. Yeah. In the thirties. Well, yeah, I mean, we're in the middle of the depression at that point too. Yeah. And uh, I th- I think too that's one of the things that helped pull everyone out. Well, that's what it was. It was because they had people in New York, especially in the boroughs, and they would just draw and write and and put these things together. Like mm-hmm. I bring up, I brought up a couple of times on previous podcasts. Um, the biggest collaboration in comics, I think, was the uh, uh, Submariner versus Human Torch. Not the Human Torch of Fantastic Four, but the Android Human Torch. Yeah, and they had a bunch of they had a crew of like ten guys. Working together in the weekend, they got done in the weekend because the, the editor was like, "I want it done on, on my desk on Monday. Yeah. You have this many days." So there's literally like 10, 20 guys writing and drawing and rewriting and just scripting and storyboarding, and they got done in the weekend. It was phenomenal. So that's just like comics back in the day. I mean, we had these. You know, I'm not nothing against comics now, but back in the day, there was just I don't know. I mean, it's still an art form to them, but it's just when you see when you hear stories about the guys back in the day. Like that—that's what it was. Like, there was no other option because it's like it's like it's not like okay, you can work at you know a store and you know draw and stuff like that and kind of try to get into yeah. comics or work you work for a comic book company as an artist or whatever, a writer, and you know work a second job. This was like there were no second jobs. There were no jobs at all. Yeah. Yeah. We had to do this, and it's it's like now too, man. A lot of a lot of these artists are. Um, or a lot of these people who work for comics, period, are contractors. Yeah. They don't even work for the DC or Marvel. Yeah, they, they you know, bring this guy in to do this run. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, our, buddy, and our buddy Drew Moss is a freelance guy. He's yeah. worked for IDW, now he's doing stuff with Dark Horse. Um, and Riley as well? Riley's, Riley's was with Marvel, now he's doing Lobo for DC. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, you know... It's it's crazy, you know, and that I mean it's crazy it's come to that now because it used to be the bullpen. Yeah, I mean you know, and the bullpen they even had like like a radio show type thing. Yeah, you know, they had records. I have I yeah. have I showed you this. Yeah, Captain America. I have on the the Captain America with the Falcon. I forgot what year it was. I gotta look at it. But it's 
comic book and record together yeah. set. My mom got that for like five bucks, dude. Oh, it, at, it, at a oh, flea God. market, and she she drove down and gave it to me. Um, by the way, happy birthday, Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby's birthday. 97. He would have been 97 today. He is legend. Wait for it. Derry. He is the king. He yes. is the he creator of the Marvel He would be 97? 97. That's the, awesome. And uh, we, we, yeah, it, thank you. So and that being thank said, you, what's your favorite Kirby creation? Mine would be, I have to go with, uh, oh, God, I go with X-Men. Well, yeah. I think that, that's about it. I mean, well, not about it, but if that's, the pinnacle. Yeah. That's, that was the first big team. We did the Avengers yeah. too, um, but X Men was like. And you realize, I don't know if you you, you know the story or not, but uh, he could have done Spider Man, and he kept drawing Spider Man, and it was just not what yeah uh, not what Stan wanted. Yeah. And so he's like, you know what? Forget it. I'll take you to Ditka. Yeah. I'll take you to Steve Ditko. <laughs> and. and uh, it and now you get Spider. He's like the first shot. It was it. That's yeah. what he wanted. Because um, Kirby just wasn't getting colors right, just wasn't getting the. Because he kept drawing this big muscle guy, and he's like, "No, he's got to be a teenager." And, yeah. You know, and they were like, "Why? This is stupid." <laughs> and now I look at it now. Mm-hmm. By the way, it's, it is sad though. You know, with the bright side, Kirby his birthday comes the dark side, which is the brawl that he's had with his his family and Marvel to get the rights oh, for his work, and it's just, or at least his credited. You know, I mean, Shut up, lawyers. That's just, I mean, that's just something that happened with Siegel and Schuster. Yeah. Because now, now when you see like a Batman figure or like a Superman or like a super, not a Batman figure but a Superman figure or whatever, it says you know created by you know Schuster and Siegel. Yep. You know, but um, but our our like, hey birthday Jack Kirby. Now our next story goes to the movie side <clears throat> as we do here on Down Nerd. Now Sin City. Now did you see the original Sin, the first Sin City movie that came out back in two thousand six, two thousand five. Yeah, I saw it. Okay, so Sin City, A Dame to Kill For, came out this past weekend. Not good. It made like 484000 like opening night, and this weekend, it only made $6.5 You know why? It waited too fucking long. No. And Frank... Not, no. And because Frank Miller can't really write a movie script. Here's what happened. What? Everyone listened to Down and Nerdy last week, and they all collectively said, Fuck you, Frank Miller. That is, oh, that's true. <laughs> That's what happened. No, Guardians of the Galaxy deserved it. I I've never been a big fan of Sin City. I don't like the look of it. I yeah. just I yeah. like see, I like that noirish. I like the black and white with the color. I like that look, but it's just a, again it, it can't, and the cast they had an amazing casting. But again, it's when you have and I talked about this with James a lot of times when you have a movie you know like Sin City that came out in two thousand five and you wait pretty much nine ten years for the release a second one which is pretty much I believe a prequel actually. To Sin City, um, you, 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 people lose interest. Not necessarily. Really, Boondock Saints. It flopped. The first one flopped, and people flocked for the second one, which happened nine years later. But here's the thing: well, Sin City though was a major hit. <clears throat> Sin City, the first one made seventy-four million. Yeah, and Boondock Saints flopped, but it became a cult. Classic. Well, because it wasn't all. Because well, wasn't Boondock Saints was also like one of the first DVDs released too. Like yeah. It was the first DVD, one of the first DVDs made too. Yes, but it was a huge, huge cult following. Right. And then when they brought out the second one nine years later, it blew up. Right. I, and now they're already writing three. They're writing three. I didn't know that they were doing three. I thought they were oh, just doing yeah, one and two. Doing three. Wow. You can't just do one and two. They're in jail. We know. 
Okay, I don't want to give spoilers up. <laughs> we know there's certain people who want to get them out of jail. Right. A certain person that wants to get them out of jail. Right. You can't leave it hanging there, man. <laughs> Think of that jail brawl with the three of them in oh, jail yeah. with all the guys they helped put in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. But, so I mean, so Sin City flopped and... There's no now. The funny thing is that they haven't released like what the budget was for it. However, the, the last much? yeah, well, the last budget was for about sixty to seventy million. There, no, the last budget was about like forty fifty for the first one. So it's probably more for this one. Yeah, given the cast. <clears throat> well, not just given the cast, but usually when you make a big movie and it makes that much money, the second one they usually give you more of a budget to play with. Yeah. Um, so that so while Sin City flopped, as you mentioned, Guardians of the Galaxy just kicked ass. <coughs> and on a feeling. But I bought Awesome Mix Volume One last uh, two nights ago, and on my way to work yesterday, blasting my car windows Love rolled it. down. Love it. Love it. Best soundtrack. Best Marvel movie. Best. Even RDJ. Yes. Said it was the best Marvel movie for an egotist like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. For him to say that. Dude, it was the best Marvel movie. But that, but speak, going back to the soundtrack, like it was just, it's, it's literally, I believe it's actually the, was it the highest selling soundtrack that doesn't have an original song on it. Yeah, yeah, it's a great soundtrack because in the movie, but the tone of the movie just went with that soundtrack too, which was great. Mm-hmm. But the great thing about it is, it jumped back to the number one spot at the box office, and it's made four hundred ninety million worldwide, which is two hundred fifty two million domestic. So it's become, so it's officially. Summer's biggest, highest-grossing movie. Well, quite honestly, this summer has sucked for movies. Yeah. But that movie made people go out and see the movies because they wanted to see that movie so bad. Yeah. Um, But there's been a lot of flops this summer. And not necessarily just box office numbers, but just how crap the movies were. Um, Just like, like even though... Transformers made a billion dollars. It's it's not a good movie, but it's like yeah, you know, like Amazing Spider-Man two, not you know, that made a bunch of money. But a lot of people are like, you know, this isn't what we kind of want, and they're showing it. It's like it's because they had a big drop off. They had the biggest drop off in week two from week one, you know. So I mean, it's just you know, this was also the the week where up until Guardians and Transformers and even Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All the other movies that came up prior to those pretty much only spent like one week at number one and then yeah. just fell fell down. Yeah. And Guardians of what? Held four weeks? Four weeks. So, and it's been, it's been out for, you know, well, no, because Teenage Mutant Turtles... Just, it just goes to show you, they don't care what color Zoe Saldana is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care either. She's smoking hot. She's very attractive. But uh, no, and it's also and, it's, <laughs> and she's very attractive, very attractive. No, but it's also <clears throat> it's also Vin Diesel's highest-grossing film as well, <laughs> which isn't saying much. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, he it was his best acting role. What can I say? Yes, um, it was his best acting role ever. Uh, Vin Diesel was. I mean, he was in such great movies as in the Riddick movies and. Boiler Room, which was a great flick. Yeah. It just, it, Man Apart, was, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Pacifier. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, it was his best role ever. And then, I mean, so of course, we didn't have to see him, and he just spoke one se- or two sentences in the entire and, movie. And, of course, you know, the great... I mean, he was good. I mean, Fast and Furious, the first one I loved. The first I don't one. like this kind of movies. 
But um, there was another one he did called what, Find Me Guilty, which was really actually pretty good, too. Okay. Um, I'll take a word for that. But, <clears throat> but anyways, through four weeks, it's made that much money, and it's been in 326 fewer theaters since its release. So what does that say? A, the theaters are fucking retarded for getting And people them. are listening to their friends that say, you have to go see this movie. Not They're once, to us. but twice. <clears throat> yes. And multiple times. They're, and I'm going to have to go see it again when, um, or soon with my other two children, because I just took my youngest to see it. Yeah. Because he's the one who won a movie pass. Yeah. So I took him to see it. We went and saw it in 3D, which was epic. Um, yeah, the 3D made it so amazing. Uh, but yeah, it was such a great movie. Such a... I just everything went great. It went as planned. They changed a few things from the comics. No big deal. No. Um, but they weren't. They were minor stuff. It wasn't. Anyway, major. it wasn't really a major comic. No, it, not a lot of people knew. When about. I read, and the thing was when I was reading articles about about it, just the box office, like they kept on saying tier two characters. Guardians aren't tier two. They're tier three. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're not... Like, Iron Man and Thor and Hulk were Tier 2 characters. Mm-hmm. Tier 3 is your Guardians. What they're getting into now with Ant-Man, Guardians, and Doctor Strange. Yep. Those are your Tier 3 characters. And no, James. Sorry, dude. You don't have the build for Doctor Strange. Yeah. yeah if, if, <laughs> if, you, if you know what we're talking about, uh, I posted a picture up a couple of nights ago on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash nerdy. Because of all these Doctor Strange movies, every day it's like this person was rumored to be Doctor Strange. This person Doctor Strange. So I said, you know what? So I literally went on James's Facebook page, went, and as creepy as this is going to fucking sound, went through all his pictures to see, okay, which one has that you know look of the Doctor Strange serious face? Found one, screenshot in my phone. I'm building myself a bigger hole as I'm saying this more and more. I, I'm just upset that there's I'm right up against the arm of this couch and I can't move farther. <laughs> It's it's gotten to that, it's gotten to that point of like if you ever watch Hey Arnold it's like that shrine Helga has you would think I have a shrine of James like Helga has in Hey Arnold in the old Nickelodeon cartoon but it's not made of garbage it's it's made of just printed out Facebook pictures it's made of desperation and sadness <laughs> <laughs> dead hookers dead hookers no that's half like yes um. <laughs> but <laughs> so I took I, I made a collage of it. And I'm like, what do you think? Because what about James Witham as or as Doctor Strange? And people were like, actually liked it. Like, oh, James, like, oh, I'm all on board with this. I'm like, but like, yeah, you, you don't have the Doctor Strange um, build, no, at all. I'm trying to think who I think could play Doctor Strange. I don't know. I I, I, I want. Think there's somebody out there who has more of a European look, right? And isn't a hippie like Jared Leto. I would like, you know, I've been, I've been. Fighting for this guy to get a superhero role, John Hamm. Not as Doctor Strange. I don't see him playing Doctor Strange. Really? Yeah. No. I don't know. I, I don't really see him playing somebody with I powers. Thought, see, I thought the one person Doctor Strange should have, or not Doctor Strange, but John Hamm should have been with Superman. I thought he'd been a great Superman. Instead of Henry Cavill. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't really watch Mad Men though, but yeah, I don't really think that would attribute to anything superhero. No, <laughs> no. But so like I said, so like Doctor Strange. That's you know whatever. You don't know, we don't know who's gonna, who's going to be Doctor Strange. It hasn't been announced yet. Mm-hmm. But something that's as far as the rumor mill goes, Captain America three. There's been some rumors going around now. It's going to open in theaters May 6, twenty sixteen. Part of Phase three. Now. 
one of the film's directors, Anthony Russo, of the Russo Brothers, said, quote, here's some questions that, you know, are being asked, pretty much. Uh, is the one soldier the world's most dangerous assassin that's ever lived or the world's longest-serving POW? Uh, is he responsible for his actions since he returned from being the Winter Soldier? You know, is there a reason for his insanity, or is he, you know, innocent? innocent? You know, is he innocent by the reason of his insanity? Uh, where does this character live now? Is he ever going to be acceptable again to Cap in the way that he once was before he was Winter Soldier? Those are really complicated relationship questions and philosophical questions and emotional questions that intrigue us moving forward. That is pretty interesting because you look at something like Batman vs. Superman where it's pretty evident that Superman's got to pay for his actions from Man of Steel. So now you wonder, let's see, what does happen to Bucky after the Winter Soldier thing? You know, now that he's back to being Bucky Barnes, you know, does he have to pay for the sins of that he's done? You know, and I mean, as far as him, as Cap views him, because at the end of Killer Soldier, Cap pretty much goes and searches for Bucky again, pretty much. Yeah, but we have those answers. They're called comic books. True. <laughs> I mean, don't I, I like like we've said before. Don't go panel for panel, but don't stray too far. Yeah. I mean, we know what's going to happen. Yeah. We already know that Chris Evans is not signed on for anything past that. And that Sebastian Stan is on for nine pictures. Yes. So, who's going to be Cap? Sebastian Stan. Okay, no. <laughs> see? See? No. Um, so, what happens? We're, we're going to talk about thro- uh, the tropes later. Yeah. The tropes. We're going to talk about the tropes later on our main um, topic. So, I'll bring that up to that one because we had a big... It's probably brought up because of the big one that just happened. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, um, no, uh... I mean, he's going to be accepted again. We know that. He was brainwashed. Yeah. I mean, he was basically... I mean, how long has it been? I mean, S.H.I.E.L.D. It's been 70 years. I mean, S.H.I.E.L.D. has been found out to be pretty much Hydra. Yes. So it's like, you know, okay, he was a Hydra agent, but he was brainwashed and... You know, but the thing is, well, will there be evidence of that, that he was brainwashed? We don't know. We did, There is evidence. He saw it. We saw it in there. How he started to come to no, I'm talking like, about no I'm talking, <laughs> no, I'm talking about the public, as in the public. Well, the public, will there be, you know, you know, back in, was it the bank? Well, here's happened? the thing, okay, he's Winter Soldier, right? Right. Why does the public have to know that Bucky was Winter Soldier? The public doesn't know he was Bucky. Right. The public doesn't know that was Winter Soldier. The public thinks Bucky is dead. Right. Because the he's hero, in the Bucky museum. Barnes, yeah. Yes. So, all they gotta do is say... Dude, we found Bucky just like we found Cap. Yeah. That's all they got to do. Cut his hair. He's good. Still, Homeboy has the metal arm. <sighs> yeah, but did they cover they covered it up with the cap stuff, with the cap suit? The cap suit, yeah, but still like if even if he's just out in public doing whatever, he still has the I mean, granted the red stars out there, it's the, you know, American flag or shield or whatever. But um no, that's just that's just one of the things. But it'd be interesting to see where they go because now they're saying like Hawkeye's gonna have a bigger part in it. And in God, the, I hope he wears purple. Would you see the new suit, right? No, I didn't. He has. A, I'll show it to you after the segment. Okay. He has a, a longer cloak, and he's it's more. He's not purple. It's it's maroonish, but he, he looks kind of like mm-hmm. more of an archer, kind of like. But so I mean, so what would you like to see in Cap Three? Like what what's come off of Winter Soldier, Cody? What would you like to see? You know, addressed in Cat Three, and just because you know, like I said, it's going to come um, down to probably most likely Steve, Steve Rogers dying. Yeah, Steve Rogers is going to die. Um, and not that I want to see that, but it's 
just a natural progression. It's what's going to happen. Um, it's kind of what's got to happen to make Bucky cap. Now, we know now the way this is going, we're going to have these Marvel movies going until we're freaking old and gray. Yeah. And so down the line, someone else is going to step in the cap shoes yeah. to become Steve, Ro- Steve Rogers coming back because that's the way it is. And is it going to I don't know if it's going to be Chris Evans or not. Maybe Chris Evans' career goes to shit. And he's like, shit, I got to go back and be captain again. Right. Make some money. If not, maybe some new guy could jump, you know, whatever. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, I think uh, I, I just I just want to see the natural progression. Uh, you know, the, well, not the natural progression, but the, the progression of the comics, the way they went. Right. You know, I liked the way that story went because the whole way, I mean, Bucky died differently in the comics but he died yeah. it was a big deal and because nobody liked Bucky so they got rid of him but then he came back and everybody's like oh there's Winter Soldier guys and then you find out it's Bucky and yeah. everybody likes him and everybody's like oh feels you know yeah. his best friend is back so <clears throat> and, and the, the way they did it was well and you know I, I like that so I, I want to see it like that I want to see it go like that give Hawkeye more of a role sure why not um, <clears throat> I could kind of see him and uh, Falcon button heads a little bit Really? Yeah, well, Clinton's kind of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, he, he's he's uh, just kind of, has no personality. Right, he's baseless. Yes, thank you. And Falcon's like, let's go fuck some bitches up. Yeah. You know, and so it's going to be kind of, I don't know, they made it like off. I would like to see, like, I wanted to see, because he has such a history with Black Widow, I would like to see, like, a Black Widow Hawkeye movie. Or, or like, a one-shot, at least. Like, what happened in Budapest? Like, that's the thing, like, that line in Avengers, like, this is... Yeah, we remember Budapest very differently. Yeah. Like, that would be a great idea for a one-shot, you know? You know, like, a ten-minute one-shot. That'd be, I thought that'd be great. Um, okay, I'm looking at the suit now, no. You don't like the suit? No. Why? Can you prick up his ears and make him an elf? Are you kidding me? Look at that suit. Uh, no. No. That, no. Oh. Okay. That's bad. <laughs> looks like he's wearing a... Looks like he's ready to go flash somebody. All right. <laughs> Does mother know you weareth her drapes? Yeah. Does mother know you wearing her leather duster? Um. So, yeah. I don't like the Hawkeye suit. But, uh... <laughs> go back to the purple, man. I know Bullseye stole it and everything, but still. Um... <laughs> But no, no, no. Like I said, just yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know about a Black Widow Hawk. I don't know if they can carry their own movie with the public, I, with comic fans. They could. Yeah. But that's the thing they got to think of now is too is, can it carry with the public? So. Right. Well, speaking of carrying with the public. Okay, so in Virginia Beach, you go to town center, there's that statue and stuff like that. You know, people take pictures in front of it, mm-hmm. and the fountain and everything. Mm-hmm. Statues are cool. I like I like I like seeing these stone statues, but in Russia, they're having a kind of own little problem when it comes to statues because apparently some Bulgarians are vandalizing their statues in Russia for the Soviet Union Soviet Union statues. Now here's now people wondering why is this superhero related? Well, here's the thing: they're not just spray painting them in just random colors. No. They're spray painting them, the Bulgarians are, they're spray painting these Soviet Union statues as comic book characters and pop culture characters. From America. From America. And you know what they're saying? 
Fuck communism. Yes. Now, if people want, now <laughs> this is epic. This is so great. This is so great. Now, the characters that are represented in this one, one of the recent statues, now, this is just not one statue. These are statues all over Russia that are doing yeah. this to. But one of the statues has like seven different characters. And they included Santa, Ronald McDonald, the Joker, Wolverine, Superman, Captain America, Wonder Woman, and Robin. And it was beautiful. It was very beautiful. It was. Be- it looks so much better now. When I saw the clown, I'm like, I'm like, that's Ronald McDonald. And yeah. people are like, well, how is it? Like, you can look. It's one of the sleeves. It has up. It has the yep. striped sleeves. It's so great. And you know, okay. It, it's kind of like my thing with. You know, and I'm from the South, but it's kind of like my thing with all these Confederate flags. No, not the flags, but the statues. Yeah. Why? Yeah. You know, this was the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union is not even around anymore. At least the South is still here. The Soviet <laughs> Union is not even the Soviet Union. That's not even, I mean, USSR is not even a country anymore. It got broken up into a bunch of different countries. Yes. Do you really need them? Is it really that important to you? Yeah. I mean. The war is over. I mean, come yeah. on. Slavery is done. Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think this is hilarious. I love it. And. Um, you know, if there's any KKK statues out there, see, we should do that to them too. <laughs> yes. So let's go do this. <laughs> Downer does not promote vandalism, yes. but Cody does. <laughs> and but, if you do it, take pictures and send them to our but, Facebook. But, but, <laughs> again, we do not condone vandalism, but we want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> We're condoning this. We're talking about how awesome it is. The story. The story, yes. The act, pretty cool. Yeah. But we're not telling people to go fucking do it. No. You are. <laughs> Don't go do it unless it's really funny. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm Cody and I approve this message. I'm David Taylor, co-owner of Down Nerdy. I do not approve of this message. And Cody Green's views do not reflect the views of James Witham and I. Or our brand. Whatever the fuck our brand is. So anyway, <laughs> that's going to do it for our nerd news segment. Coming up, it's going to be our main topic, which is movie uh, comic book tropes. What ones we're tired of, how we can create kind of new IPs, and just what tropes overall do we like. Stay tuned. Main topic up next on Down and Nerdy. All right, it's time for our main topic on Down and Nerdy. We are going to talk about comic tropes. Those of you who don't know what comic tropes are, neither do I. Until Nick explains to me. <laughs> no, no, really. Um, Like, you know, characters changing, characters dying, the reasons for them, what we thought was good, what we thought was bad. We talked about earlier Bucky. Changing of origins. Exactly. Oh, yeah, that. Changing of origins, that, that kind of screws me up sometimes. Um, sometimes? A lot of the time. Okay. A lot of the time. Um, Dr. Green, the Hulk, remember oh, last Jesus. week? Well, that wasn't changing of the origin. That was that was, a, that was a major changing of a character. Yeah, yeah. So that that right there, you need to be kicked in the nuts for. Um, but like, I, I thought you know, let's go ahead and start with some of our favorites. Okay. Um, my big favorite has always been Nick Fury. Yeah. Going from white to black. Yeah. You know, going from you know the Hoff to Samuel Jackson. Yes. And there was actually a different Black Fury in between before they made him the Samuel Jackson one. Um, he really didn't look like any actor or anything like that, but uh, 
Yeah. Um, they decided to. Uh, they they wanted him to. They look, made him look like Samuel Jackson okay. on purpose. And Sam Jackson's like, wait, that looks a lot like me. I want in on this. He's, yeah. If you ever make a movie with Nick Fury, it's gonna be me. Yeah. And they're like, all right, because it was his likeness. Yep. And you couldn't deny that it's his likeness. So he was more like, all right, you know what? This is how I'm gonna get my royalties off of this. Yep. You let me play him in the movies. Yep. And uh, that was that was. He's doing a fantastic job. Yes, way better than Hasselhoff. Yes. Um, oh, God, that was sad. If you've never seen that, don't. Did, oh. <laughs> um, what? Uh, I got one more favorite. Okay. Which, it was kind of a comic to movie switch. Right. Michael Clark Duncan is Kingpin. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think anybody else could have done it there. Yeah. I, well, because it was really, I mean, you have Vincent D'Onofrio who's playing the Netflix version of Kingpin. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, as far as movie, at the, at the time, too... There was nobody more. You could look at it and be like, yeah, you're definitely. The I, I'm not gonna be able to do that. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to watch Daredevil, just because of place. Well, I just, I just, you know, your mother have any children that lived? <laughs> I bet they regret that. You're so ugly, you'd be a modern art masterpiece. I just, I just can't look at Vincent D'Onofrio without thinking pile. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's just even on you know what was it a uh, Law and Order? I just, yeah. I just it was, every time I'm like. Gomer Pyle. Uh, it, even, he survived the shot. Even Men in Black. I'm like, it's Gomer. It's freaking it's Leonard Lawrence, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just can't do it. I can't look at him without thinking that. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite tropes is kind of the... Kind of the... You have this invention, um, but it goes horribly wrong. And they change the, they kind of change the creator who's doing it. And, what, and reason, case in point, Ultron. They're they're changing from okay. It's not Hank Pym that created Ultron like in the comics. Yeah, it's gonna be you know maker of Tony Stark. Tony Stark's gonna be the reason reasoning for Ultron. And the reason they're doing that is because they've made Tony Stark such a huge character. Yes. Well, that and I mean also Ultron is gonna be Jarvis. Like like his like like Jarvis is somehow gonna be involved with Ultron. So Paul Bettany's playing Ultron. No. Damn. I love Paul Bettany. <laughs> He's fantastic. Oh, Paul Bettany's playing the Vision. Oh, that's right. The dude, because Jarvis is gonna be part of. Because I was saying that they were he's gonna, gonna be part of Ultron before, mm-hmm. but then they're like, no, we're getting. I can't think of his name. I can picture him, but I can't think of his name. Um, to play Ultron, and it's like we're gonna have him, the other guy, play Vision, because Paul Bettany played Vision because Jarvis is gonna be part of the Vision. Okay, that makes sense. I like Paul Bettany, though. Um, awesome. Yeah. was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's also one of things, too, is like, it's honestly because they haven't done Ant-Man. Like, they've... That, they've, too. They've, they've, People they've, don't know who Hank Pym is. And even though they're doing the Scott Lang Ant-Man, they're still having Hank Pym, but he's going to be an older Hank Pym, playing Michael Douglas. So it's kind of like, okay, it's not, again, it's not a major, minor thing. It's, it's you know, we can see why this is happening, you know. I didn't even put it together. What? No, it's Michael Douglas playing him. What? Sorry, I was thinking somebody else. Oh, well, seven. you said Michael Douglas and Martin Sheen's face popped in my head. Oh. Like Uncle Ben's playing Hank. No, no, <laughs> no. I like Mark or Martin Sheen. No. Um, but yeah, that's one. That's one of my favorites. Like another one of my favorites is is the um, when you look at oh yeah, well, when you look at at, at sidekicks and. You either kill them off, or they go off and be their own thing. 
But I like the trope of where you kill a sidekick off, but he's not really dead. He comes back as something totally different. Case in point, the Red Hood. True. Yeah, that's a good one. That's I wouldn't even go on thinking that. And the Red Hood, because I was like, we already talked about Bucky. No, <laughs> the Red Hood, man. Yeah, because like, yeah, dude. If you've seen Under the Red Hood, holy shit! Like, it's a, it's a really good one. You think you think Jason Todd is dead, but he's not. Ever be, you know, especially being brutally murdered by the Joker in the beginning of the movie. But come to find out, Rachel Ghoul threw him in a Lazarus pit, and of, of course. He lost his mind and became the Red Hood. That's a really good one. I'm trying to think of anybody else who... Uh... Who was, like, killed off or... Well, see, I mean, you also had Dick Grayson being Nightwing, but that's kind of different in terms of, like, yeah. shock value. And, I mean, you got to think, too, like, with the changes... Yeah, it's... Wow, that's... I can't think of anybody else who's doing that. Um, yeah, Dick Grayson, that was interesting. And it was kind of... He was kind of time to give him his own thing. Yeah. Um... Case in point, not, or, to make a, not to make a pun, but he had to get out of Bruce Wayne's shadow. Or, you know, like you had Jean Grey. Right. Who became Phoenix. Phoenix. You know, um, you know, yeah, and, and there's, there's been a few of those like that where they, they went and, you know, they disappeared and this happened and this happened and they came back. Yeah. Um, different than before. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I was also thinking, too, the uh, all the... All the Black Widows, because I don't think people realize how long Black Widow has been around. Black Widow's been around for a long, long and, time. And um, I, I want to say at least the '60s. Yeah. Um, and there was one, and she had black hair back then. Yeah. And then they brought in um, Natasha. Right. And then they brought in Yelena Belova. And, yep. You know, and it was, you know, it was there was you know, and Yelena Belova was a, a blonde. Yeah. But they've always maintained the Russian thing. Yep. So. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's pretty, it's pretty interesting. That's pretty crazy. So now we've discussed a couple of things that we liked about comic tropes. Now, what are some things that upset you when it comes to comic tropes? Well, here, the one that, that kind of, I thought of that, I mean, I don't think a lot really up, you know, really, I mean, in this vein, really ice cream man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fat guy. Um, ice cream man is actually like driving around outside my apartment um, right now. Captain Confusion. Captain Confusion. Captain Confusion. You have Steve Rogers as Captain America. Right. And then Bucky becomes Captain America. Right. And then Steve Rogers, because he's also Captain Jack Harkness, comes back and becomes Captain America. Right. You get that. It's like a Starbucks inside of a Starbucks. Yes. Another Starbucks. And then, and then now Captain America's gone again, and you bring in Falcon to be Captain America. Yeah. Confused. So you're pretty... <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, you because, know, you know, I, I understand... It's I don't know. It's it's weird to me that making someone who's already a character into a different character that was already established. Like I can understand taking up the cowl, like like doing it once, taking up a cowl for once. Like like they did in the the, the Civil War. Yeah, you know. Um, but but when you're doing it over and over and over again, it gets confusing. Yeah, it's like okay, we got Cap. Cap's dead. Bucky's in. Cap's back. Okay, look who's back to being Captain America. Okay, Cap's gone. Let's bring in Falcon. I mean, they kind of did it with Batman, too. Yeah. You know, and it's like... I got confused with all that. I'm like, why Why is this guy... Not, you know, the Ant-Man, the freaking um, Green Lantern. Right. Uh, Ant, yeah, I already said Ant-Man. Who else was I going with that? Um, Flash. Yep. You know, and it's, it's like... I understand, you know, 
things have happened. It's been 70 years since Captain America first started, but why? And my confusion is not just making someone else into Captain America. It's why did they bring him back? Right. What was the point of that? Right. It's kind of like Superman died. That was the biggest thing to ever yeah. happen in comics ever, and ever, and, ever. And actually, the thing was, based on Superman dying, I was watching a thing about that, actually. Um, they were talking about Death Superman. They go, they go, and they resisted all the, the one of the writers. She goes, yeah, we were sitting in the room, and we were deciding, like, okay, what can we write next for Superman? And as a joke, literally as a joke, somebody says, how about we just kill him? Because we can't think of anything. Like I said, literally couldn't think of anything else to do for Superman. So they said, why don't we just kill him? And so it became... The, black, the famous black comic book with the bloody yes. I mean, grocery stores were ordering it to sell. Yeah. It was it was the biggest deal ever in comics. And then we're like, oh my God, Superman's dead. We have to have this comic because Superman's never coming. Fuck. Fuck, he's back. <laughs> you know, it's like, it kind of went, it kind of took the wind out of the sails of him dying. That's one of my, that's one of my main problems in comics as far as tropes go is killing off the characters and bring them back. Like, I don't have a problem with killing off a character and bring them back. That's comics. You kill yeah. character, but killing a character off and then bringing them back like a month or even a year later. Or but but having someone else that's take a, his that, place. Don't have someone take their place. Yeah, they, I mean there there's if only anything, one Clark Kent. If anything, start a new IP and with some with somebody who's already Reboot in the comics. It. Yeah, or or if you want to do that, um, like for example, like one of the things is going to be the biggest one's going to come out next month is Death of Wolverine. Which I'm getting, James is getting, I don't know if you're going to be getting it. No, because he'll be back next month. Wait. <laughs> That's the thing. But it's like, it's people are like, why are you going to get Death of Wolverine if, you know, because it intrigues me. Because it intrigues me how they're going to quote unquote kill off Wolverine. Like, it's kind of intriguing, you know. There's only one person who can kill off Wolverine and make it right. Who? Dakin. Who? Dakin. Dakin. He's a kid. Oh, yeah. X, what is it? X2, right? What? Nothing. X two? You mean the movie? X2? No, no, no. There oh. was there was the the female Wolverine. No, no. Dakin is his kid. When he went to Japan and got married, yeah, they had a kid. Okay. You don't know Dakin? No, I don't know Dakin. <laughs> you we're gonna have, we're gonna get phone calls. People are gonna find <laughs> your number and yell at you for this. <laughs> really? Yeah. As much as I read X Men, I did not read about the whole Dakin stuff. Oh my god. Yeah, he's got a kid who's got claws, and he's a psycho, and he's covered in tats. Damn. He's like a psycho version of Wolverine. Wolverine's like, shit, dude, he's badass. I mean, <laughs> oh my god, I, wow. Yeah. No, like, you know, people are seeing that, and they're wondering, but it's like, no, it's true. Like, I, as long as I read X-Men, it's like, I've never gotten into the whole Wolverine as a kid thing. But, no, you go back to why I'm getting into Death of Wolverine, and it's like... Like I said, because it's just intriguing. and But you know that, like, a mother's... Holy shit. <laughs> I just showed him a picture of Dakin. Wow. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, but, no, it's just like, I'm getting into it because it's like it's a big comic, so I'm just going to get into it and read it. Um, and But, no, that's one of the things. It's like, if you're going to kill off a major character, like a Wolverine... Or Captain America, or um, you know, uh, Batman or Superman, whomever. Give it like a couple years to bring until you bring them back. You know, let them be dead. Mm-hmm. You know, just you know, if like I said, if you're going to want to put somebody else in the cowl, 
I say this, you have one time to do that. I think you should, you know, I think at least in comics, this is my take, one time you can, you know, I think it's, you know, because that way it also creates some sort of confusion, like we talked about, um, where you can put somebody else in the cowl and to take over for them. But that's the perfect time, and a lot of people are complaining about, like, well, why, like, you know, with Thor, what they're doing with Thor, you know, and changing his gender. And people are like, well, why are we doing that? Doing that. And, and instead of just making a new IP or just building up on Lady Sif, you know, it's it draws on the line of, you know, you know, everybody complains about is Hollywood out of ideas. Well, question is, is are the comic books running out of ideas? I, I think it's, uh, I don't think it's a question of running out of ideas. I think it's, more of a, I mean, because new ideas are popping up all the time with comics, and and it's always the underground guys, the guys who still have some creativity and are not doing it for the money. Right. And that's why I do like that they that they're doing contractors now instead of having a bullpen, because the bullpen becomes about the money, and what can we do to sell this comic? When you have a contractor, it's more of, what can I do that's awesome? Yeah. And we see that with the different incarnations of these different character of these characters. Um, and, you know, and, and, but you see, but I, you know, walk around the cons, you see these underground guys or what's considered underground yeah, who are doing some amazing shit. And it's like, you know, it, it's, it's become a laziness thing. They're getting lazy just yeah. like they are in movies in, in, in Hollywood. It's not that they're running out of ideas. They're not, they just get lazy and they want to, they, they, a lot of them, Grew up with a certain thing, so they're like, I just want to remake that. That would be cool. That was from my childhood. Let's do that. Right. Let's bring back Boy Meets World and Full House. You know, let's, <laughs> let's, um, you know, it, it, we loved that show. Why can't we bring it back? Well, Why can't you write well, something new? Well, yeah, it's like, like you bring up the whole Boy, Boy Meets World thing. People are like, oh, bring back Girl Meets World. Awesome. I was like, you do know what Disney is like now, right? Where it's very yeah. overcolorized, very. Look at me, kind of stuff like that. It's oh, not the Disney from when we were kids. They're gonna do it totally oh, differently. Yeah, it's, it's but cool. people didn't want to fucking listen. Girl Meets World comes out. People are like, what the fuck is this? Exactly. It's just like iCarly. Yeah. Um, and Disney and Nick are the same thing. They really are. They they put out the same dribble. Yeah. But uh, and I don't know. My kids watch that stuff. That's why the nineties was probably one of the greatest TV eras for like kid stuff and just like oh yeah. Nickelodeon well, I mean, Network and, and not even else. that. We had sitcoms. Real sitcoms. Seinfeld. And that's why they're trying to bring them back. Because we enjoyed that. Yeah. But see, I, I think the best sitcom to come out in the last 20 years is How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Um, how do we get on this shit? Tangents. <laughs> Tangents. Because everybody's like, I thought this was a nerd thing. Now they're talking about Barney Stinson, who's the man. And he's the greatest thing ever. And he is a nerd, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, but no, uh... Yeah, it's it's not. I don't think it's a necessarily a lack of imag. It's a lack of imagination. It's not wanting to dip back in your imagination. It's a lot of these guys who grew up in our it's, generation who sat around not being creative anymore. Well, it's also the Michael. It's like the Michael Bay syndrome. Where it's like I'm gonna get a shit ton of money. Money, money, money. It's gonna make a lot of money. I can just sit back and just shit something out, and, it'd be, and then people will pick it up because of the name. Pretty much, it's like you know, like with the comics I read, like when I talked about the Hulk, like I do. Drop the Hulk run, like after last week, you know, because I'm just like I can't do it. I, I just can't. It's too drastic a change. It, yeah, um, but it, it. Here's the thing. It's they should have gone a different way with that. And now you know, if you want to make it to where somebody got shot and their brain damaged, don't make it somebody who's super genius. Yeah. 
don't don't screw up a storyline and don't I, I don't know I, it's hard to say I, I don't find that really creative what they did with the Hulk come up with something new yeah. come up with your own shit mm-hmm. that's just that, you're, you just pulled into freaking soap opera writing is what you just did yep and it's like, well, it's like he's got amnesia again. Well, it's well, it's like with tropes, like even like when superhero like comic book movies, like like we talked about this last week about origin films. There's no more need to have a fucking origin film. No, especially with the way Guardians of the Galaxy did it. With that, just that one scene, where it's like this person, this, 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 and this, done. Next person, Drax. This Drax doesn't need a big. Drax didn't even have an origin. They showed no flashbacks of Drax. No, it was he just, just knew that his family was killed. Yeah, and it's like that's all we need to know. Is that his family was killed and he wants revenge. Next person. Star Lord, they kinda needed one because he's a human amongst aliens. Yes. You kinda needed a well, why the fuck's the human guy here? Yeah. You know, and that's all that was. And he's really the the leader of the group. Yeah. The rest, you got their story by them talking about it. Yeah. That's it. That's all you needed. That's all you can need to do for origin stories. And, and that wasn't even a big one. People didn't know the Guardians origin stories anyway. But, it, it, you know, yeah, it's... Give us something where we need the origin story. Yeah. Give me an origin. Give me something new. Don't tell me all the powers have been taken, because they freaking haven't. That's not that's, that's a trope. There. That's not a trope. When you take away, some, when you take away somebody's powers, and they're like, oh, I'm a human, and they give them back to them, like, two issues later. <sighs> It's like the whole run is basically them like, like the one way I'll say this, one way Marvel's doing it really, really well is if you read the Magneto run, the, the current Magneto run they're doing, it's phenomenal. Magneto, he hasn't lost his powers, but his po- he's at an older age, and it's one of those books where it takes place after, you know, Days of Future's Past pretty much, if you wanted to guess what happens after that. So in other words, he, he's in need of metal Viagra. Pretty much. Okay. Um, he's... So he's he's pretty much at this point of like okay he can still bend metal but not to the point where he could to do it, um, you know and his powers are almost drained, and he's pretty much the last issue and this is a spoiler but Prince he has this, this this person who's making these mutant drugs to turn you know give people mutant abilities and stuff like that and he finally says you're gonna make a serum for me to regenerate all my powers that's a smart or you're gonna fucking die so I can do. Whatever I want with metal again, give me transformium. Yes. <laughs> yes. It needs uh, a spark. I don't I think, care if it needs a spark or not. I, I kind of like bring it. in Stanley Tucci. I, I kind of like it because it it it, it kind of gives a, a human element to yeah. the mutants. It, it yeah okay yeah we got these powers but guess what they do diminish just like everything else with 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 humans does yeah you know we're just like you guys you your know? our body their bodies break down like ours at when they age that's awesome that's that's great okay um, with that but I know you need to run so we're going to wrap this up this has been episode twenty six of Down Nerdy hope you enjoyed it next week remember James makes his fatherly triumphant return. He gets off maternity leave. Yes, to the show. I, I've been told the doctor actually finally took him off of bed rest. It was it was it was a tough delivery for him. Yeah, it was. Yeah, all that pushing. <laughs> was there pushing? No. Okay. Then he might have been pushing. It's like Bill Cosby. Well, well I mean, by pushing I mean buttons in the snack machine to get something to eat. Probably. Because <laughs> he told me that he's like yeah he's like. 
He's like, yeah, because when I was at the hospital, I had pushed so many buttons for vending machines. I had to grab stuff over those past three days. So difficult. It's, it's, the struggle is real. Do it two more times and talk to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that's going to do it. I'm Nick. He's Cody. We hope you enjoyed episode 26 of Down Nerdy. Again, next week, episode 27. It's going to be a big super show. You know, three of us in a room together. What the hell can possibly happen other than my apartment catching on fire? Uh, I, no, I'm vaping now, so we're good. No, just <laughs> just no. I mean, just like like nerd rage and like you're just gonna implode one day with nerd rage. Just gonna, I'm gonna have to clean all your fucking shit off my fl- walls, and I just got new windows and everything like that to clean them. Cause you just imploded from just Michael Bay is going to direct uh, a story about some metal band you totally love. Nobody's gonna do that. They don't care enough about us. That is true. Now, if he does like Voltron, I'll, I'll, I hope he gets taint cancer. Well, what, <laughs> there you go. Michael Bay, I, please, you hear Cody? Please direct Voltron. Actually, please don't direct Voltron. I actually loved that as a child. Anyways. Direct Gem. Dude, just direct something that's not <laughs> our childhood. Anyways, that's going to do it for us. Have a great week, everybody. Always, as remember, practice safe comic book reading. Always bag and board your comics. <laughs>